Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Krellen, CEO of the American Influencer Association. Attention all Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise fans. Today, we have Danielle Maltby on the show. Danielle shares her Bachelor experience, her inspirational medical career, and her hit podcast, The WOMED. And now, here's our host, Josh Skinner. Hi, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm so excited. We have Danielle Maltby on today's show. You know her from The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, but she's also very, very smart. We're going to talk about her podcast and her medical career. Danielle, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here today. We are in Franklin, Tennessee. We are. I'm out of my comfort zone in Los Angeles for the Influencer Awards. I love it. <laughs> How's your morning? Morning has been lovely, um, except for getting stuck. Nashville traffic is a thing. It's a really big thing. <laughs> but is it anywhere close to L.A. traffic? Mm. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say not not as bad. Not <laughs> but as close. Bad. Yeah. Still frustrating. Still frustrating. <laughs> not enough lanes. Lots of car accidents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, w- I, had, I actually drove here from Houston. I had a different interview oh, and it really? was last minute. And I didn't have time to book a flight. Uh-huh. So I drove here and the drive here, you see everything. Yes. Um, yeah. I have to tell you, the roadkill is kind of insane. Uh, I, yeah. You don't I've, have that in Los Angeles. No, I've never seen a live armadillo. <laughs> I, I literally haven't. <laughs> I've never seen one alive. There was this one animal. I didn't, didn't even know what it was. I was like, did I just drive by a koala? <laughs> like, oh, no. So like, sad. I was like, what was that? I couldn't even tell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How long have you lived in Tennessee? Um, I moved to Nashville in 2011. Okay. Yeah, so I've been here for a minute. (laughs) Now, when you did The Bachelor, where were you located? In Nashville. Oh, you were? Okay. Yes. So what was that experience like? Um, I had a great experience on the show, but it is so trippy because you are so removed from what's going on in the world, and your sole focus is talking and getting to know these other women and talking about how you feel about this guy and— like you're, that's like all of your focus. It's very psychological in, in a way. And you have all these cameras in your face. I, actually, yeah. my house is by the Bachelor home in Encino. Oh, really? So every time that, you know, and they have like two different homes that they film in, you know, for different things. And mm-hmm. uh, my dog and I walk by during the production and it's a huge production. It's a huge production. Oh. Yeah. You get to know everybody. I mean, you're sitting there and you're in the moment interviews and you know, you're crying about something and sometimes you'll look over and the cameraman's crying at like what you're talking about. (laughs) But it becomes this like this little family, Um, like your producers, the executive producers, all the people that you're working with on the show, like they they become family. It's true. I'm my other career. I am a TV producer and I Mm -hmm. produce for we and NBC and uh, you get so emotionally attached to your talent as a producer because mm-hmm. in a way you're rooting for them, but at the same time, you're kind of creating their world. So you feel responsible and a little, well, to be honest with Manipulative. you. Manipulative. Yes. I was trying to, yeah. It's like, I don't want her to be the villain. Let's make someone else the villain. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But I mean, that's what the show was like. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's just talk. So when you're coming off a show like that and you're being yeah. – let's say, influential because of our podcast. Yeah. When was the moment that you first realized, hey, I was on that show and I'm kind of an influencer? Oh, my. I don't know if I could pinpoint an exact moment, but 
it was very strange. Like after the first episode aired, like I, I opened up my phone and there were like hundreds of text messages, hundreds of notifications. And I was like, what's going on? And everyone was being like, oh my God, we need to see who this girl is. We need to follow her on social media and all this stuff. And, and I mean, like you just saw your following just start like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then your DMs are filled with everybody either saying they loved you or they hated you on the show or why are you being so quiet? Like you're... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or or you're in the NICU. I'm in the NICU too. I love I love being a nurse. And you're like, awesome. And it just kind of kept compounding. Like I didn't realize it. I, I remember sitting there and, and one of my friends, he's um, in a band and he was like, oh my God, like your Twitter following is going up too. That's the hardest spot to get followers. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you're like, who's on Twitter? <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay. I was so, so new and I feel like really naive to the space. Like I didn't really understand. I mean, like I know people would be like, oh, here's this FabFitFun box and I'm going to post about this. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But like you're actually making money doing that? Awesome. I mean, I'm a nurse. I have student loans, had student loans. I will say I'm very thankful for social media and like people can hate on it all they want. I'm being an influencer, but you'll pay your bills. And it got me out of student loan debt, which was my biggest goal. And there's nothing to be ashamed about. No. I don't know why people are like, "Eh, he's an influencer. I'm like, well, if you are on Instagram, you are Mm -hmm. influencing somebody. So wake up. You're an influencer too. Yeah. (laughs) Might as well get paid for it. Exactly. And get rid of that student loan debt. That's a, what a great accomplishment. Oh, my God. The day I sent in that, like, last check, I was like, I did it. <laughs> it just felt so good. Now, you mentioned your haters. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that for a second. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of our influencers have schooled me and told me that our haters are our low-key fans. Do you agree with that? I don't know. I don't. I try not to spend too much time in my DMs um, on, like, the side where, like, people who don't like I the general the the general side just because it can even if it's if it's good it's still like feeding this ego and I don't like I want to live in the middle ground I don't I don't want to get like a big head I don't want to feel totally depressed and those general dms can can really take you on a roller coaster how do you not let it affect you um I mean, it does. It definitely does. Um, you know, considering everything that's happened in 2020 with the pandemic, with the election, and I've I've been very vocal on my platform because as a medical professional, there are <laughs> certain things that we need to do to not only protect ourselves, but also protect people who are in my medical family. And I was getting really frustrated and I would see, you know, I mean, there's we could get into it, but the media is very black and white on a lot of these things. It's like everyone kind of believes one thing or they believe another. And I'm like, but I'm talking about science. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is a this is a virus. It's a big deal. So I I had a lot of people really happy that I was speaking out on things, but a lot of people were like, stay in your lane. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about this stuff. I'm like Mm, but I'm, I'm it's, a medical professional. But it's important. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to save lives here. Mm-hmm. So after the show, how mm-hmm. did you deal with your hate? I feel like I was pretty lucky. I just, while I was on the show, I never wanted to be the drunk girl. 
Mm. I kept thinking, you know, I had a job to go back to. So while I was on the show, I was thinking about um, the parents of, like, the patients that I would be taking care of. I was thinking about how my family would react to to seeing me um, and, like, what situations I would get in. So I was very cognizant of that. And I think I was I was fairly boring to watch, honestly, because I didn't want to get involved in a lot of the drama. Like, I was there to find a man. I was there to find love. I wasn't there to, like— <laughs> You're like, I don't want to be a famous person. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that people really got the full scope of how, you know, people just thought I was really quiet, you know, which they either identified with or they didn't. But, you know, some people would be like, you're boring. You're quiet. You're all this stuff. Or they'd switch and like comment on my body. And I'm like, why? I don't, it was just a very weird situation to get thrown into. So let's. Think about the other person for a second. What do you think mm-hmm. is going through their mind where they have to leave a comment like that? I don't know. Because I've started, never done that. Have you? No. I've never commented something so hateful or, like, rude on someone's, like, I've never DM'd it to them. I've never commented on the post. And I hate to say it, but, like, I would go and I would look at these people's profiles. And the very first thing in their bio would be, like, God first, mom boy second. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't think these comments are very Christian of you. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not like super religious by by any means, but I really don't, I don't think he'd be proud of this comment. Yeah. What would Jesus do? Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot more people need to lead with that. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're real people. And I know it's been said before, but there's real people on the other side who do see these comments, who do see these DMs. and It's funny that you said that uh, one of our previous interviews of the season is with Mm -hmm. Perez Hilton, Mm -hmm. and Jennifer Aniston stopped him at the valet and said, I'm a real person. Oh, wow. And he was like, what? And she's like, what you say, it affects me. It hurts me. I'm a real person. And Perez was like, I thought you were a character in the play in my Mm -hmm. mind. And Mm -hmm. it like shattered him, and he completely changed everything. Oh my God, that's so, ma- wild. I'm, maybe that's what our influencer community and celebrities should just start doing. Be like, mm-hmm. hey, by the way, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a yeah. son, you know, like yeah. I bleed red. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's funny how people think once we're on television that we weren't real to begin with. Like yeah. there, there was nothing that happened to us before that moment. Mm-hmm. Like we've never been in love. We've never had a heartache. We've never mm-hmm. experienced high school. <laughs> it's yeah. like we just came Middle up. school? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would argue middle school is more awkward than high school. I'm just saying. 100%. And then your 20s, there's like a second puberty that happens. There is. And then you hit 30 and you're like, yes, <laughs> I feel myself. I am happy. I I feel like I know things. You care less what other people are saying. Yes. And I'll be 40 this year. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm like, I don't care. And delete. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It took 40 years. But yeah. Let's talk about your smarty it's i i admire you, you because you're more than a moment on a reality show you Thank are a you. medical professional with an incredible podcast so let's talk about your medical career let's pump your podcast because all of our influencers love to listen to other influencer podcasts i love hearing that thank you so much um i'm a nurse by trade i worked 12 years in neonatal intensive care and that was really where i identified myself. But what comes with that territory 
is a lot of heartache and it's very it's very difficult. Um and I used to pride myself on I can do this, I can handle this, like this is where I thrive, you know, and and it just after 12 years it really wore down my heart and I was like I need to do something in addition to try and help balance that emotion out. And a lot of bachelor people started the podcast. Um but a lot of them just they either talk about like dating or the show and that didn't feel right with me. I'm like, I don't like talking about people <laughs> that way. <laughs> I'm not an expert in dating. But what do I know? And I know medicine. I know the women in this community and I want to uplift them. So like how can I do that? Can could I can I make a podcast just about women in medicine? <laughs> And I did. I started off with a co-host. Womed. 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 Yes. And the Lord said, Womed. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, I created the Womed. And I started out with a co-host. And she really, really helped me feel comfortable, I think, because, like, I had her there. So I've never been someone that's very comfortable with my voice and sharing that of, like, can I really, like, can I do this? Is this something I can do? You know, I struggled with that. But she ultimately was like, listen, I'm a nurse practitioner, cardiac ICU. All my off days are spent working on the podcast with you. And I just, I love you so much, but I need to take a breath because I feel like I'm losing myself in this. And I was like, yeah, totally understand. Mm, Self-care, so important. Yes. And she goes, I will punch you in the throat if you stop this. And I was like, Loki, um, can you come visit me and do that because I miss you? But, <laughs> <laughs> but so she really um, empowered me to kind of step out of my shell and really take ownership of the WOMED because it was it was my little project that I created. And I've interviewed everyone from Dr. Pimple Popper to – because let's face it, everyone loves popping pimples. Well, most people Loki. I would fanboy out for her. I, I've seen every episode. She's amazing. My parents think it's so gross. And I'm like, you have no, it's, it's amazing. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Yes. That was, that was very, that was a huge moment for me. But then this year I actually got connected with one of the principal scientists for Janssen Labs in the Netherlands who, so I got to interview Dr. Rinka Boss, who was like actually working on creating the COVID vaccine. And I got to interview her in July so this was like right as they were starting like their testing and stuff. So like that was just really fascinating for me to just kind of learn a little bit more about the creating a vaccine process and interviewing a woman who was at the forefront of doing this because the medical world has so for, for so long been such a man's world and there are brilliant, brilliant minds coming to the forefront, whether that's in nursing and like there's other nurses creating like mentorship programs because the nursing burnout rates are so high. And it's just such a beautiful world. And I love highlighting these incredible women who are like working in different fields and making sure that every woman comes there and can feel represented and they can see themselves, you know, because that's so important too. Diversity in medicine is so lacking, <laughs> especially in like the nursing community and stuff too. It's just, I'm just so passionate about it. 
It's so important to see diversity and mm -hmm. to share those stories because when other people see that, they say, mm -hmm. I can do that too. Exactly. Exactly. What has been the biggest misconception about females in medicine? Um, that they are like a token female, you know, that they're just there just so, um, it's like a accessory. A fake, yeah. That they aren't really like adding to it, you know, or they think that the female like doctors are nurses or something, you know? So it's like women have really had to push through that and be like, no, I went to the same medical schools. I did the same fellowship programs and I'm actually your attending and I will be saving your life today. So it's just a really, really awesome world. Do you think The Bachelor helped you create a platform so you could share stories like this? 100%. I would not have the success of the WOMED without my time on the show, without being recognized. I mean, I was known on the show as the NICU nurse, mm. you know, so like people automatically kind of gravitated to me for that. But having that platform allowed me to launch my podcast to a wider audience and actually be be heard and, and be seen for that. So at the end of the day, that's all we really want is to be seen and heard because mm -hmm. that's how we can make the most change. Yes. Oh, yes. Goodness. Let's end here. How do you want your fans and your followers who follow you to be influential? To just be good to each other. And I've, I've had to catch myself and, and I know how I have kind of created or helped with this, not created, contributed. I know there's, there's a huge divide in America right now. And I know I've said things that have probably exacerbated a divide, a divide in my followers. And I just want us all to at least be able to like recognize that in ourselves and check that and ask ourselves why we are so passionate about certain things and then try to empathize with the other side and just really try and start hearing each other. That's what I want. Yeah. Sometimes we can get so loud that we forget what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. I'm really impressed by you. I think you're awesome. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So if our followers on AIA want to follow you and your podcast, give oh. us more information. Tell us everything. Oh, yes, please. Um, you can follow the WOMED podcast at the WOMED. That's W-O-M-E-D. And if you want to follow me personally, it's at D-M-Maltby, M-A-L-T-B-Y. There are two M's in there. Thank you so much for being on American Influencer Real Talk. You are a gem. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Check out Danielle and follow her journey. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Danielle Maltby. I hope her story has inspired you. You can keep up with our latest episode of our podcast by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at AIA Real Talk Podcast. That's AIA Real Talk Podcast. The American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and it's edited by our friends at Lasting Media. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now, here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. 
We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on The Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week. Oh,